Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., everybody welcome to the wedding dish we are coming at you live over full service radio at the line hotel in adams morgan dc the wedding dish is the essential wedding podcast where you'll hear tips and tricks about planning gain inspiration and hear real life stories and experiences and learn a little bit about business building in the dc area that's sarah alapan co-host of the wedding dish and ceo of district bliss and photos from the hardy And that's Steph Norton, entrepreneur and producer of The Wedding Dish. Per usual, we have uh, Clouseau, our French bulldog sidekick, laid out on the floor. Yes, he's aggressively napping and trying to blend into the hardwood floor because he's a red fawn little monkey man. It's an exact match. He's camouflaged perfectly. He tries to hide there sometimes (laughs) when I try to take him out in the rain. (laughs) On The Wedding Dish, we chat with real married or engaged couples, wedding professionals in the D.C. area, and we read listener stories or answer questions on our mini episodes like today. Today, we have some listeners' questions from all of you out there, um, which we got from Instagram, and we're excited to start start moving forward. Yeah, um, we got a lot of good stories from you guys, and... um yeah, I'm excited to check out these questions, so maybe we should just get get right into it. Get right in. <laughs> I just forgot how to talk for a second again. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Hi, ladies and Clouseau, because of course. Uh, my boyfriend and I have been looking at rings and talking about getting engaged. I think he's planning to propose in the fall. Here's my question. How do you keep the element of surprise and romance when you know the proposal is coming? XO, soon to be engaged in the West End, and dog mom of our Frenchie. Oh, so cute. Give Clouseau all the scratchies. We love him. Oh, that's nice. So um, how would you keep the element of surprise, Steph? Do you have any thoughts on this one? Um, do I have any thoughts on this one? It's weird because, like... I mean, it still is going to be, it seems like from the way that she's asking it, that it's still a surprise. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Maybe she thinks she would be able to, like, tell that it's coming. Like, Elizabeth Carberry last week on our episode said she could kind of tell it was coming. Right. But then she was still surprised because he sent the car, and then he had her dress laid out that she had mentioned, and then he took her out to dinner. Um, it with like this car service, which was super cute. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Um, so that's how her husband proposed to her. Um, so I think there's still a way to keep the element of surprise in there for sure. Um, it kind of sounds to me like she, th- she thinks she'd be able to like sense that it's coming. Um, and maybe like, if you know it's coming, you would be like, should I get my nails done today? Wink, wink. <laughs> or like, Yeah. I mean, I think most people, I'm assuming, have talked about getting married before they talk about, like, getting, like, a proposal or something. So most people kind of know. Like, you may not know exactly when, but you've discussed, like, 
we are going to get married, <laughs> hopefully. And so I think like, I don't know, just if you can, like, I would just say to your spouse, like, surprise me, you know, like, yeah. don't let me know the exact day or whatever. Like, just let it be a day that I don't think anything's going on, you know? Yeah. I mean, a weekday would be a good option. Um, or even, so I, I'm the kind of person who would try to be figuring it out too. And I love surprises. So I would be bummed if I knew it was coming. Um, and I was totally surprised when Philippe proposed to me. Um, it was like a weird weekday. I would have never expected it then. So I guess maybe like a weekday or just a day that would that would seem like it would not be the day at all is the day for yeah. you to pick. Um, like a like a like my when my husband proposed, he was coming back from the bus in New York. So the bus is awful and <laughs> it was like very unexpected because it was like a routine that we had been doing between Boston and New York. So that was like an element of surprise. But you can always, because I got, I eloped, you can always elope. So you can have a planned proposal if you feel better about that and you can always elope and have that element of surprise for later if you feel like your moment of surprise like wasn't a good, good enough for you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's definitely a way to do it. Just try not to um, be thinking about it all the time and wondering, like, oh, is today the day? The weather's nice. Oh, we're going out to dinner. Is today the day? <laughs> yeah. I mean, otherwise, if you're, that, if you're that much wanting to know down to the core, then you may be better off, like, picking out your own photographer for the engagement and choreographing the whole thing because you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to hype it up too much, in other words. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so question number two. Um, the subject is coronavirus and wedding planning, which is going to be a good one. Um, <laughs> so, hi, Dish Dames. With all the hype about... Hype again. Um, how often is that word even used? You just brought it back today. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pre-read this. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. You can only use hype one more time and then you can't use it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's done for the year <laughs> or ever. Um, I'm starting to get a little bit worried about my wedding plans. We're getting married in a little over a month and we couldn't be more excited. However, we both have huge families and, a large, and large friend groups. Um, some are local, some are traveling internationally. We have over 250 confirmed guests at the moment, in parentheses, um, and we've only had two people back out of attending our wedding, but we're hearing from a lot of guests that are concerned about the coronavirus. We're getting married in Arlington, and so far the coronavirus cases, oh, when they wrote this, I guess there were no coronavirus cases reported in the Commonwealth of Virginia, which I don't think is the case anymore, but I am not part of any sort of special group that would know that um <laughs> but we're worried about our loved ones especially the older ones or those with compromised immune systems or medical problems traveling we've both put down non-refundable deposits and people have purchased airline tickets that are also non-refundable so it feels like a lose-lose situation at this point which really stinks because this is my wedding day in all caps um 
I appreciate your thoughts or insight you might have on this. I realize you're not the CDC or medical professionals, but I truly value your input. Thank you (laughs) for acknowledging we are not medical professionals in any way. Um, Into this very difficult situation. And I'm sorry, I'm... And I'm sure I'm not the only one experiencing this unfortunate situation. Isn't a wedding supposed to be a happy time? I mean, come on. Thanks in advance. Love you, ladies. And Clouseau. XO, two grooms, and the sweetest kitty. Clue's getting all the love today. He always does. He already has had two people take photos of him in the lobby. (laughs) (laughs) And just in case you are new to the wedding dish and don't know, Full Service Radio is located in the lobby of the Line Hotel, and it's sort of like a fishbowl on three of the sides. So it's like all windows so people can see what's going on in here, which is kind of fun because... You know, it really feels like we're part of the lobby, but um, people think he's so funny in here for some reason. Yeah, they love him. He's a show stealer. (laughs) He really is. He thinks it's all about him. Um, Okay, so coronavirus and wedding and non-refundable deposits is a huge, huge question. Um, I'm sure everywhere right now, but in D.C. yesterday or recently was when they, you know, canceled a bunch of events and things. So, um, or they started canceling more and more and more events in their recent it's couple like a th- weeks. It's like a thousand people or more that yeah. aren't supposed to gather. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I would, of course, discourage a lot of close physical contact in general. But, um, and obviously wash your hands, people. But, um, so here's my take as a wedding professional Um on the non-refundable deposit issue because that is a big question and it stinks for everybody because it's you know it's your money but it's also if if it's my event that gets canceled it's also my money that's coming straight out of my small business pocket so i can see you know both sides of that because i would want my deposit back or my retainer back um and hopefully everyone has a very solid contract that they have put together if you have not done that Please contract or find a contract attorney and get that all organized now. Um, a dog just walked through and Cluso's super excited. Um, you can hear him talking. Um, so um, I would say this is my personal take on it from what I understand as a non-legal or medical professional, um, but a person who is a small business owner in the wedding industry. Um, huge disclaimer here. <laughs> We covered it. Um, Okay. So um, if you've done work leading up to the event, then that part of the retainer would not be given back. So if you've done engagement photography or you've, um, you know, hosted some part of it, put together the timeline, something, then that time should be compensated as a small business owner. But ideally, you will be able to reschedule and no one will lose any of that money. Um, so like if if you aren't rescheduling for the most popular wedding day of the year, which this year is going to be 10-10-2020, then hopefully the your wedding vendors are still able to accommodate rescheduling your wedding. So I think... If you are going to reschedule, that's the way you should think about the retainers, is rescheduling with those people, not canceling with them, but hopefully rescheduling. Um, I I think a lot of people are going to be in this situation. I think it's going to be a lot of like accommodating and it's going to be very emotionally charged. So please be prepared for that because none of us are 
you know, it's scary. It's a lot of unknowns. We're all afraid for everyone's health. So it's not, um, it's not, no one's trying to be selfish. Just go in with that mindset because um, it's always better to believe the best, I think, and support each other as much as possible. But in terms of rescheduling and the travel issue, Airlines are being really flexible right now. Um, Steph, you had a trip canceled. Yep, two trips and two separate airlines and JetBlue and American will give you a credit. So that probably goes by your airline, but you also had mentioned international travel, Mm -hmm. which President Trump just canceled flights from Europe for 30 days. So it really does look like, I mean... That in and of itself, you may need to reschedule depending on who the 250 people are and how important it is for every single one of them to be there that day. But because, and again, non-medical professionals here, the elderly are the most compromised and the most likely to get it. And so, you know, you have to think about those people and their health. And then again, you just want to probably reschedule. Yeah. It just seems like the best thing to do because I would international travel for an elderly person is probably super high risk and I would say deserves to reschedule. Yeah, that's something that I would de- I would look at the CDC website really thoroughly on. Definitely. Um and just talk to your talk to the airlines like <coughs> pe- in the beginning my trips were not they were like no. Um of course they were saying yeah, you can book now, and if you book, like, two days ago and want to cancel, fine. But we had booked, obviously, months in advance for these two trips, which were for conferences. And even when the conferences got canceled, the airline still held the line, and now they're giving, um, in these two situations, they're giving credits. So, like, we're all in this together. As the situation unfolds, it may be the government or your city or your officials or the CDC or whoever is going to say, okay, well, this will be the policy. Yeah. And that, you know, that's kind of a similar thing. Giving credits is the equivalent of um, the wedding vendors rescheduling with you um, because, you know, they, the airline still wants your business. They don't want to lose their money, but they're happy to let you use that at another time. Um, I know Delta's come out and been really, really active um, on like social media and um, and with like sending out newsletters and things to make sure everybody knows that um, they're. I think they're offering refunds actually, but I could be wrong. I'm not. I don't work for them either. Um, just covering our butts here. <laughs> um, But uh, we are actually supposed to fly, and I'm not worried so much about the airline because their HEPA filters are, like, amazing on the airplanes, and they've upped their cleaning of the aircrafts, like, significantly. And many of you know I was just out in Los Angeles, and this stuff was all breaking while I was there. I wasn't worried about it at all. The issue for me is more um, is going through security in the bins, that's what scares me probably the most out of everything like that you touch because everyone's so stressed going through security that they like aren't as careful. Um, but then also the other thing that um, makes me a little bit nervous is like the stuff in the airport that is fabric and that kind of thing. So um, like I'm the kind of person that will 
just sit down on the floor and use my laptop if that's where I can plug in. Mm -hmm. But um, that's probably not like the best plan at this point. Yeah. And for elderly people doing international travel with what's all going on, I mean, we this restriction is until Friday, I guess, that he said that that people the travel restriction with Europe will be minus England will be on Friday. So technically we're pre-recording this. So just putting that out there, (laughs) (laughs) this probably won't matter or will be radically different situation. But in any case, I wouldn't, I, if it were me and it's just my opinion, not a medical opinion, I wouldn't have my elderly relatives flying right now internationally or otherwise. I just think it's too risky. That's my take since you asked. Yeah. I honestly, I would probably wait another week and see what happens, and then I would make a decision. <laughs> but I I tend to agree. I mean, I didn't really have anyone elderly at my wedding that was, you know, I, well, I didn't have anyone elderly at my wedding, but I also didn't at the time have anyone that was significantly important to me that was elderly, that I really felt like it would change the day if, I, if they weren't there. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit difficult for me to, like, relate to that in a way. But... Um, I know some people are super close to their to their grandparents and stuff. So if it's important for them to be there, I'd start exploring rescheduling with your vendors now because people might start really hitting the ground with that and you might have to get married on like a Friday or something or a Sunday, which is totally fine. But, um, you know, you want to have what you want to have. So if you, you know, it's get out in front of it I guess is probably even though I personally would probably wait another week I would recommend getting out in front of it and trying to start rescheduling now if you're going to make a move yeah I agree I agree yeah okay well we are going to take a fast break and we will be right back Welcome back to The Wedding Dish. Um, Thanks for hanging in there. Alexi got a little bit excited about coming back from break. She is our full-service radio um, station manager, and she handles our sound, and we absolutely love her. But (laughs) Cluso, our little French bulldog buddy, loves her so much more. He is crazy about her. So funny. Um, okay, so Steph, I think you have two stories or questions that you got. Yeah, so um, this one, the subject was, how much is appropriate to ask your guests to contribute to your celebration? Interesting. Yeah. Um, we are having a very DIY wedding located at my family's ranch because we want it to be totally us. We want to ask our guests to participate in the wedding day, but we're we're a little bit worried about how much we can ask them to contribute to our celebration. 
We'd like to ask my grandmother to bake her famous black forest cake, which can be done in advance, so we think that's okay. We considered asking our friends to do a potluck-style event where each person brings their signature dish, but we're a little worried that that might come off as, being, as us being cheap. Have you ever heard mm. of anyone doing something like this? Does it sound like we want everyone to be a part of our special day, which is our intent, or does it sound like we're obligating our guests to do too much? Keep dishing bride-to-be in Boston. Hmm. Interesting question. Um, I've seen a lot of people, I mean, the traditional cookie table, um, that's a Pittsburgh thing, but I think people do it everywhere now. Um, but uh, people ask guests a lot of times to bring, like, the cookies or, or the cake. or um, I, We've actually had a lot of weddings for Photos from the Hardy that have had um, friends make the cake. Wow, that's really special. Yeah, I actually I hadn't thought about that until you said that. And they aren't professional bakers per se, but they're really good at making cakes. Cool. Um, so I guess that kind of sounds like a similar situation to this. Um, now, in terms of like the potluck thing, there are a lot of moving parts in that. Uh, first of all, you'd have to check with your um, on the legal side because that's where my brain is right now. <laughs> You'd have to check with your venue to make sure that that would be okay because it's not made in a commercial kitchen. Um, so I don't know what the implications would be. You'd also have to think about anything like crazy allergies like peanuts or something that can be really serious um, when you're doing that. I mean, I guess that would be the same with the cake or cookies. I didn't but even think about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little different. Like, you know, generally, if you're making something like, let's say you're vegan and you're making a vegan dish, you know you can eat your dish. But if it's like an allergy, like peanuts, where it can be airborne, then I would worry about right. that a little bit. Um, my brain is so far in the legal place right now after that last question. <laughs> searching for everything to go wrong. I know. It's just like how how to protect yourself, how to protect yourself. Um, but I mean, it just, it seems like a lot of extra work and I, you'd also have to think about how you're going to keep it warm. Are you going to rent all of the buffet things? Or are you going to ask your friends to bring crock pots? Uh, what happens with people who are traveling from distances? Um, I don't know. I, I think personally it wouldn't be my thing, but, um, it, it does kind of depend on the way that, like, if nobody's traveling, everybody lives in your neighborhood, and you're having a backyard wedding. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're sitting here in D.C. where, when is, there, is no one traveling? Like, there's always somebody traveling, because it's just the nature of D.C. Um, but if you were, like, I don't know, together, Cluzo, what are you eating? He's such a stinker. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. Your, que the, your question was about like, do you come off rude or like greedy at all? I don't, I didn't get that from you. Like when you first started off, I thought you were asking like, I'm going to ask everyone for a thousand dollars. Yeah. And me I too. was taken aback. But then when you explained it and that you wanted like the sentimentality of it, then it totally made sense. But 
yeah, if you're having like, I've been to like a backyard wedding where you just have those like typical foil things from restaurants. Like you ask people to bring stuff and they buy it from a restaurant and bring it and those foil things. And everything's great, you know, because like Sarah said, you're in the backyard. Everything's like hunky dory. And maybe it's a smaller wedding and it's your family. So nobody's going to be expecting something that they didn't. But do I think you're rude for kind of like trying to make it like a sentimental, more like community feeling wedding? Not at all. Like, I think that, no. that's adorable. And, and, and anyone would know your intent from how you're how you come across and you, you don't come across like that to us. So you won't come across that to other people. Yeah, and if you feel like you need to add a like caveat, if you think somebody seems a little bit put out, then explain it. You know, you want their signature dish because it's important to you that they're part of your day, um, and that's part of what you want to remember. So I think um, yeah, just give people an out too. Be like, if you don't want to do it, just don't do it. Like, tell me. Yeah, and find out if any of your guests or their plus ones have a serious allergy where they could die. <laughs> Good point. (laughs) Okay, moving on. So um, our next question is, the subject is destination wedding to gift or not to gift. (laughs) Hi, friends. First, I want to thank you for doing this amazing podcast. It's awesome that I can not only gain insight into planning a wedding from couples, but I also get to hear from wedding professionals. So dynamic. That's sweet. Thank you. Okay, so here's my question. I'm having a destination wedding, and I'm wondering if I should ask for gifts. In the past, some of my friends have still asked for gifts for their weddings because they feel they're giving everyone an excuse to take a vacation with friends and family. Others have told me that because there can be a heavy expense associated with attending a destination wedding, that it's rude to ask for a gift on top of that. Um, what are your thoughts? Thanks in advance. Happy spring. Engaged and excited in D.C. What do you think? Um, well, first of all, the idea that you're giving someone a vacation, um, let's start there because that's, that's a tough thing. Um, some people like I vacation very differently from Steph. Steph is always going to go somewhere warm and sunny and she wants to put her feet in the sand and get in the water and have nice drinks. I love 100% (laughs) she's nodding and like in this zone of oh my god I'm there mentally right now what you just described I'm I'm going I'm already there um and I loved going to Copenhagen in the winter um I loved doing Tivoli Park which is like this big um it's like a Christmas wonderland in the middle of of Copenhagen um with like rides and Christmas markets and glug which is like warm wine and Um, and it was just so much fun. I, so, I mean, not that I don't love going on the same kind of vacation as Steph. It's a little bit difficult to, you can't make the assumption that everyone vacations the same way. And also I've gone to some destination weddings and they're in locations where I've already been like three or four times for destination weddings. And then it's like an all inclusive resort. And the only thing you can do is the resort because there's like no shuttle to get anywhere and there aren't like activities close by. And um, so just, you know, keep in mind, like not everybody does the same kind of thing. Like all inclusive resorts are not really my jam personally. Um, I, I don't know about you. What do you think of all inclusive resorts? Um, for this particular question, I really 
don't think you should ask for a gift. I mean, I don't think you should ever really ask for a gift, period, because that's just awkward. But um, if someone, if you do a destination wedding, I think that's a huge expense for most people. I don't think they're, like, going to be able financially to, like, give you a huge gift on top of something like that. So you have to keep that in mind. Um, not everybody's going to be, like, thrilled to do that. Like, you, you'd think they'd be really thrilled. Like, yay, I'm, I'm going on vacation and, and my friend's getting married and everything. But it's a huge expense. Yeah. Um, and you're asking a lot of people. And I just think that asking for a gift on top of that might come off the wrong way. I think people may give you gifts anyway. Yeah. But I think to ask for it is like probably asking for a little bit of trouble. Yeah. So if the question is, should you register for gifts? I think, yes, you should. Because people, if they want to give you a gift, want to give you something you like. But that being said, like... I personally would put, and I think we actually did put this on ours because half of my family traveled for the wedding. Um, I think we put like your presence is your present or something that like, I don't think it was that cute, Mm -hmm. but it was something sort of similar to that. But we registered because we knew that some of the people were going to want to get us gifts like Philippe's nanny who has since passed away. She really wanted to get us our toasting flutes. Um, that's sweet. So we have that forever from her. And, um, you know, it's, that was really important to her. And, and now I understand why, because she isn't here anymore. And, you know, we have that special thing. It's not a blender. It's something that's like different and special. Yeah. That's really nice. Not that I didn't love the blender that my best friend got me. (laughs) Right. I use it all the time. It's fantastic, (laughs) but it's a little bit different. (laughs) (laughs) let's not panic sarah on an already panicking day sarah loves all her gifts and that's that Uh, this also so we're recording this on the heels of i'm going to tell the story of what happened on the way in here so i i drive steph and i here we carpool i pick her up on the way because we're super cute and ridiculous (laughs) and we live live five minutes away from each other too yeah and i was also running late so (laughs) We started off in a crazy place on this. Um, and it's been just a busy 24 hours. So um, anyway, I park the car. I get my stuff out. And then I go to open the back door to let the dog out, who's in the back of the SUV. And he has like a booster seat kind of thing for safety purposes, which comes up to like my rib cage. Which is completely adorable. It is, it is kind of adorable. <laughs> I mean, it's also a ridiculous French bulldog mom thing to do. But um, I'm surprised my husband hasn't made fun of me for it, actually. But, you know, that's I'm lucky, I guess, that he allows me to be that ridiculous. But um, it, lets, it lets the dog look out the window. I mean, come on. <laughs> actually, he was, like, ruining our leather. So I was like, let's get that's something. That's cute. Okay, so anyway, he jumps out of that thing, like, is fully airborne and I caught him by his back leg. When stop, stop. When we parked and she comes around to open the door, when she opened the door, <laughs> the dog like flew out. Oh my and god. It the dog was ready to go. Like it could have landed on another car. Like he was he's buckled little, in, yeah. but like it has a oh, <laughs> he knows I'm talking about him, so now he's pawing at my leg. <laughs> He feels bad. 
oh, he needs to sit in my lap. Poor guy. Um, but yeah, he so he's buckled in, but like it has some give. So I caught him by his his uh, haunches. <laughs> she literally like grabbed his legs like you grab like a chicken, like a turkey <laughs> or a chicken. Like it was it was just really scary. It, it seemed like it was in slow motion. It was. But we're all here and we're all safe. <laughs> so I'm in a little bit of a weird mindset today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got an adrenaline rush from that because you, oh you were ghostly pale white. <laughs> Which is hard when you actually have makeup on for once. <laughs> I don't have kids, so I was just like, oh, your dog's flying through the air. <laughs> I'm turning red thinking about it. Oh, my gosh. So anyways, <laughs> um, we hope that we answered all of your questions. And thank you guys so much for reaching out to us on Instagram and asking us all these questions because... We love talking to you guys and knowing like what you want us to talk about. So that's great. Yeah, it's nice to have that feedback because, you know, we have opinions about what people might want to know and we try to do what we think is best for everybody. But, you know, it's like we don't know. We don't know all the questions you have in your heads and we may not always know the answers, but we love when you send them to us. So thank you so much for, uh, you know, to all you dishers out there for all the awesome questions today. They were good ones. Um, well, to everyone out there, thanks so much for tuning into The Wedding Dish today and for um, listening to my little crazy story about Clouseau, our little French bulldog, Bud, brought to you over full service radio at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C. Be sure to subscribe. Hmm. <laughs> nope, subscribe's not a word. <laughs> I'm just looking at our producer in the booth, and she's like, as disappointed in me as I am. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe, no. rate, and review The Wedding Dish on your preferred podcast listening platform. And follow us on Instagram at The Wedding Dish Podcast and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you next week when I probably stumble through the intro and staff will be right on point. Cheers! Cheers! <laughs>